0: This is for the nerds, this is for the brainiacs, this is what we deserve Go ahead and play it back, you ain't gonna touch me You're not gonna do nothing, you are not above me I bet you wish you was me, I know and I know What's up everybody, welcome to a special holiday edition of the Only Friends podcast It's Labor Day, nobody told us Out here laboring
1: no, no, no. <laughs> you're need. laboring. I
0: know we were supposed to get a day off for this type of shit. Yeah. Apparently, no. everything's closed.
1: You, you, don't, you don't understand holidays. Yo, the fucking
2: Empanada spot place was closed. Uh, the me.
0: only thing I understand about holidays is Christmas, Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and then New Year's. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, what do you mean oh, you don't problem. understand Labor Day?
0: I, I don't know its origins. I mean, I, th- oh. can, I can infer from its name. Mm-hmm. That it probably has something to do with like labor unions and you know the workers, the blue collar folk of this nation, mm. and uh, it's to
1: celebrate all the yeah all the all the workers in the country. Yeah, by giving them a day off. People yeah. want a day and off. They deserve yeah. a day off. Good for it's them.
4: It's rooted in the 19th century fight for fair working conditions.
3: There we go. So basically, people just chose a day and was like, you know what, we're not gonna work
0: today. Okay. Uh, I don't know. If the people chose it. It's a federal holiday. Yeah, right? I think I think the government it they're like you so, work so much. in
4: the eight, late 1800s during the industrial revolution the average american worked 12 hour days and seven day weeks she fucked that in yeah. order to eke out um mm-hmm. base living costs we- yeah i think it was it
1: was with um uh fdr and like the new deal and everything that's when i could be wrong on these uh facts but okay. i think that's when i think that's when they they um for the the 40-day work day and the five days a week um 40-hour 40-hour work, hour, day, 40 yeah. hour work 40 day day work week yeah yeah so like um, weekend I, weekends off like because they have, like back like like um, melissa was saying back then they <sighs> there were no there's no such thing as a weekend well, right. it's just, it's just day, seven
4: day weeks yeah. and then they all took paid unpaid time off to march from city hall to union square in new york and yeah. that was the first labor day parade
1: There you go. Yeah, uh, the people rise up. Yep.
3: So they work. They work too much, and was like, we're done with this. We're gonna Mm go rally about it, and it works.
0: I think we need to uh, put together a new movement for the four-hour work week. (laughs) Now we're talking. Led by Tim Ferriss. Yes. Uh, We really need to uh, four-hour work week. Well, look. I know it sounds outlandish, but honestly, we're not that far removed from it. The reason why, or, or one of the pivotal reasons why and again i'm just learning this now but it sounds like time frame wise it adds up uh the movement went from 12 hour workdays, seven days a week to what we know now of the five five day work week 40 hours a week is because of technology you know post-industrial revolution we started to move into a more mechanical society uh and you know assembly line work throughout the 19th century became less it's it's all but non-existent now, right? Mm-hmm. Like nobody actually works the assembly lines. We have machines for all of this stuff. We're automating things day in and day out. Like we're we're at a real crux of.
4: Well, we also outsource most of our labor to people who are also making true zero.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that part's true. Uh, I I don't know enough about this, but I would hope that as technology advances, it'll become cheaper to just have machines. Like all do of our clothes of are
4: stuff. still sewn yeah. by people's hands. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah um well yes mach- machinery assisted but yes but i would imagine like in the ne- in our lifetimes i would think that that process would get automated too um it's probably just not cheap enough now i can't imagine that yeah
4: us paying pennies to sweatshop workers isn't cheap enough no no no,
0: no. it's not cheap <laughs> to, enough to
4: use machines you mean yes right.
0: yeah yeah i'm, I'm saying the technology is <laughs> still too expensive because um, the labor so cheap right correct Which, yeah, yeah like
1: criminally cheap
0: Right. But I can't imagine we're going to live in a world where we're just trusting vehicles to drive autonomously and we still have people like sewing fabric from hand. Right. Uh, It seems seems like something that could very easily be automated. Mm -hmm. Plus, Uh, a
1: lot of time gets I think wait. like when you have like an office job, like a lot of the time, like the amount of work you actually do in a given week is way less than the 40 hours that's like i think when when the pandemic hit and everyone was working from home they said that like production didn't really go down right that, right so it's just like and you know that people working from like home were not they were not just like sitting at their desk for eight yeah. hours a day like they were doing other things uh, so it's like you can actually be more productive when and you they don't can have pay to for like, less
4: office space
1: less office space there's a lot of Benefits to working at home like and, more. and having a less, less hours than 40.
0: Yeah, I think that there was a huge upside to uh, the pand- pandemic from that vantage point. Mm-hmm. Like the, well, uh, again, like I, it's just doubling back on the point I was trying to make of I think we're getting to uh, a point where we're reaching a pinnacle in the way we've been doing it versus the way the future should look. Yeah. Uh, and it's probably getting close to the time to pivot, but like, yeah, it seems ridiculous to go to a brick and mortar office to do so many things that are just like <clears throat> computer related right. or data entry, related, whatever, like all things that can be done at home where people can set their own hours, keep up the same level of productivity, but gain, you know, 20 to 30 hours a week right. back. A lot, somebody time. just
2: said this, but a lot of people lose social interaction with that. Mm. that's true that's true right that's huge but you have an extra 30 hours a
0: week to figure out that's hard for a lot of
2: people yeah it is hard for a lot of people especially
4: like Like, people that live in big cities and stuff it can be often like mm -hmm. pretty hard to do that
0: oh i think it'd be easier in cities than like
4: it's not everyone is it's so busy and living on their own schedule and sort of it's really it was really hard to line up stuff when you live in a big city yeah like way harder than when you're living in a smaller area
0: yeah i wasn't thinking it from the vantage point of of already having friends yeah i was gonna
4: say wait,
2: even line up with who (laughs) like
4: oh yeah and if you don't have friends like good luck (laughs) well
0: at least there's social places to go like if you're in a rural Nevada, or not Nevada, but like if you're just middle of America, rural town of 3,000 people.
4: But then people get to know their, small towns people know each They're other. They're
1: more c- community oriented, yeah. right? They have community. Yeah, they, uh, they, go, they go play uh, fucking events.
0: volleyball three right. times a week. Mm-hmm. Like, this.
4: like in big cities, you just get ignored. I, yeah.
0: I think that that's ultimately what it comes down to. So like, yeah, the, the social aspect of it uh, may be valid, but if if we do give all this time back to people, I think that you start to see like like the things that will never be automated or the things that are unlikely to be automated i should say are going to be um the the human relations elements of things so even something as simple as like this podcast right like this is unlikely to ever become automated uh and if it were i'm sure it would be far more efficient than what we're doing but (laughs) but nevertheless who wants to watch efficiency at work you know um but yeah like uh communication the arts um the the idea of like mentoring youth and things of that nature so you would see this i don't i don't want to call it a resurgence but like there would be more time to dedicate to youth projects uh, i don't know
4: that that necessarily means people would do that though. i think i
0: think
2: people would evolve eventually
0: some will yeah. whether whether all will or not uh i agree but like those are those are elements to be social again right like if you have kids uh, being able to dedicate that time back to them and uh, you know socialize with the the other families and communities and, and things of that nature, but I, I do think that that probably becomes or, or starts to suffer when you're in cities mm-hmm. um, but maybe that's just because people who live in cities are probably most driven like more career driven in that regard. that's mm-hmm. yeah, sure. right. Like a lot of people are just moving there for work purposes. Uh, cut down on commute time, whatever. I don't know. To me, it just seems like... uh, And this is obviously speaking for a very advantageous point of view, but it just seems like time is so precious and the ability to get a lot of it back while still holding on to a career is just worth a fucking ton. Yeah. Uh, Even if it comes at the expense of, you know...
4: It's huge for parents, for sure.
0: Yeah. Which... Other separate topic, but uh, that is probably something that should be incentivized to begin with. So, since birth rates are dropping so rapidly, uh, particularly in like a lot of first world nations, but you know, that's a that's future generations' problems. (laughs) You guys deal with it. The sun's gonna burn up, you're gonna run (laughs) out of humans, mass extinction event, whatever. Yeah,
4: Yeah, we're kind of I think there's too many humans, though.
0: We just don't have to worry about those big
3: problems, you know? All of our big problems are, like, in finding ourselves.
4: Oh You know...
5: You. We
4: don't
5: have to deal with the
3: death of the universe. You know? We just have to you. deal with ourselves. Wait, did
4: you do mushrooms when you were in LA? Existential
3: no. Landon is it's too creep- goddamn it's much creepy. for me.
4: <laughs> like it, it creeps me it's out. It's not creepy. It is creepy.
3: You just yeah. don't think about it because you're too busy focusing on like the day to day. You think I haven't thought be...
4: about this stuff before? Well, you should. You think, you think this is like a brand new no. thing for me?
3: No. You think you should? It's a good thing to think about. It's important.
4: Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for letting me know. I didn't know that. Yeah
3: you know, you make it seem like it's such a big deal that i think about this stuff I'm like, like oh my god existential landed i can't take it it's, well, it's too like, much for me man. it's like
0: i'm afraid to bring up anything social related
4: I know, high it school just goes related back just... to like but what about when, 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 when i was when i was young i
0: w- i was sad just what it was it's just
3: what it was, <laughs>
2: what it
4: was. <laughs> You're like, like sharing <laughs> funny stories yeah well uh, when i was down sad uh, <laughs> i actually uh, didn't want to live anymore
2: I, I didn't have any friends
4: yeah
0: but now you
3: do. Yeah. I know, I went and had the 40 hour work week and I found some friends <laughs> there you <go>. in <laughs> you Folk. Yeah.
2: There you go. Forty-hour yeah, week.
0: David Adams out here trying to pay down Conrad's tab. We Conrad appreciate gets you, the man. the most
4: super chats out of anybody. If only they knew. They're always directed to Conrad, even if it's like, "Hey, Conrad, ask Berkey who's trolling him in his comments." Here's a super chat. If only
0: they knew that they weren't even putting a fucking dent in this. Shh. Don't tell him that. Just let him. Like, Don't tell him that. It's like they—they're not even paying down the interest at this point. The what? yeah it,
4: wow interest well
0: that that's that com- the interest com- right? wait, what?
4: what interest
2: wait wait I mean... till i get to my lawyer
4: <laughs> is your lawyer you <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: wait till <laughs> i snap out of my fucking weekend and get to my lawyer abilities Yeah.
0: Uh-huh. Uh, see your lawyer abilities see yes. how that works uh so the i, lawyer comes I have a question for the group uh you know you guys spent a lot of time on this in pre-production and I, I don't know if we arrived at an answer, but I'm, I'm curious and I'm sure the, the audience at home is dying to know, but uh, who let the dogs out? <laughs>
4: it was me. I
0: let we're them out. We're going to do a deep dive, right, Mark? Uh, this- I, I don't know. I was trying to figure out what we were going to talk about today and I was barely paying attention, but for 20 minutes solid, <laughs> these guys were down a Baja man rabbit hole.
4: Hey, Siri, where do the Baja men live? <laughs> Apparently it's the Bahamas. Oh, she's looking it up now. Um, <laughs> Conrad thought they lived in Florida.
1: No, they did.
4: Florida's they very did? close they to the border. For Bahamas. sure, for, as a fact. Yeah, you yeah know it's them? a
5: CSA. Yeah.
2: No, that's not a CSA, but they live in Florida. <laughs> the CSA is they who left in the dogs right out. right now? No, no, not right now. They moved back
3: to Baja. The CSA, <laughs> the, the CSA is the Baja men moved to Baja. <laughs>
5: All
3: right.
2: I ain't got a CSA for you guys today. Nothing
4: yet. <laughs> That comes at the end when Ricky's closing the show. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: it just comes at like the worst time possible. We're having a discussion. It's like, oh, wait, 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 wait. I found something. Not even true. I don't know how we got on the Baja
1: men. We let the dogs out. Um, Somehow. Some, man, what the fuck were we talking uh, oh, about? Oh, we were talking about letting the dogs out of your house. We talking about letting yes. the dogs out of your house. And then Landon was, was and, just
0: in right? shock and awe that the Baja men could exist in music at all. Yeah. And well, he was saying how, what a great this. song that was i was
3: like you know what that song that song fucking slaps you yeah. know like who let the mm-hmm. dogs out you were ooh, one when that song ooh, came out oh yeah and then brian said are you even alive when that song came yeah, out yeah i knew it like, was I close know. I knew it was very close
4: you're basically was, not alive at one you can't comprehend music yeah you weren't i'm
3: basically good. not alive at 23 so yeah <laughs> i
2: definitely wasn't alive then
1: <laughs> what
2: what is he doing he's counting Somebody asked me what my tab was. Hold
4: on. <laughs> How do you know what it is?
2: Because the, 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 I have, I have he the number doesn't. plus. Yes, he
0: looked like the right. conductor to a symphony. He's sitting there going, he's mouthing <laughs> something, and he's going.
1: <laughs> he, he could tweet it, but uh, I don't think that 246 characters is not enough.
0: Right. Right. Somehow Landon knew exactly what he was doing, too. He's like, he's counting.
1: Yeah. Well, that's because I do that sometimes. Because sometimes I'm
3: thinking, I'm like, okay. <laughs> carry the one, got it, you know? But when Conrad did it, he was just he kind of rhythm. pretending to count. I could tell he wasn't actually counting.
0: Right, all right.
3: right.
1: I got the number. Got you got number. a number. It doesn't mean it's the number. <laughs> minus $5. Whatever that is, minus $5 from uh, David. Someone uh, said
4: over under 200K. Wow.
2: Under. You guys thought fucking he was rich.
0: <laughs> you guys are out of your mind if you think anybody would not cut him off prior to that. 20 plus. Well sunken cost man 80. sunken cost Sure, it's a fallacy for a reason uh, so there's kind of breaking news today from the chess world it looks like Magnus Carlsen has pulled out of the St. Louis Chess Club uh, I'm not sure what the actual tournament itself is um, which I saw that initially uh, Jen Shahade had tweeted it and I kind of glossed over it it was. It just seemed like an omnius ominous tweet Of uh, him tweeting, I've withdrawn from the tournament. I've always enjoyed playing here. Hope to be back in the future. And that was it. And I'm just kind of like, eh, maybe it's not news. Like, he already refused to play or defend his title uh, at the World Championship. So, like, maybe this is just a thing that he's going through. But there's been some follow-up tea. Mm. Uh, So, apparently, somebody has been covering this on Twitch. Uh, Jen, then... um, followed up and said uh, watching the coverage and they're explaining that it's well known that Hans was previously banned for online cheating. While it may appear rash for Magnus to withdraw without hundred percent proof, the status quo bias is often too strong. Drastic action may be wise game integrity risk calculation. Uh, he said, she said, if Magnus is wrong, that's terrible, but it's also terrible for the integrity of chess to continue. If he truly feels something is sus, Perhaps he really has learned from his poster, poker stint. Um, and this is noteworthy for a few reasons. Obviously, he's the biggest chess player in the world. So him withdrawing from a tournament at any given time is, is going to be noteworthy in and of itself. But uh, it's probably even more noteworthy in the sense of this is uh, a means of self-policing that poker probably has yet to get to. So the the best parallel we can draw to this is Foxen calling out Ali mm-hmm. for rubbernecking Paul Fu's cards and then that spiraling into uh, a complete expose of all of the RTAing and things of that nature that had been taking place um, throughout the the past three, four years um, with Ali and Jake being the, the most highly uh, suspected accounts doing so right so we are to the point of self-policing where the best we have available to us is call out culture and i think that that's largely because we're an industry where there isn't a clear ranking system tournaments don't play out in a bracket style it's not mono e mono type of play right it's uh kind of pool play if you will and Across the board, uh, we're also playing for large sums of money. So it's one of those things where we're never going to see the needle get moved based off of one person sitting out, right? Like, there could never be a situation where Negranu publicly announces that he's not going to play a tournament series because Ali right. and Jake are not banned from it, right? Right. Um, But in chess, where it's a very individualized sport and the best is just notably, objectively the best, and it's known by everyone, Magnus setting a precedent and saying, like, I'm not going to play with a cheat or a potential cheat or uh, this needs to be investigated type of thing um, really, really, really sent shockwaves through the industry. And I wonder what we can take from this um, as a similar type of space where we do have big influencers, we do have people that are objectively thought to be great, what, what type of actions do you think uh, poker players collectively could take that would push operators, I guess, to act in better faith for the community as a whole? I mean, is collective like boycotting
3: slash sitting out Of a tournament an actual thing or just something that can kind of be thought of but never practiced
0: i think that this has been tried a bunch in the past and it always fails because there's just too much value to play
1: right it has to be organized right like it has to be like you need to get a a core group of the top players together and they, they they have to agree to do this because it is right like you are losing value so it's like you are sacrificing by not playing so but you have to like i guess it just needs to be organized then, in a way like watch way. the
4: field get like really good because all the top players are sitting out exactly they have to use yeah, their they, they kind
1: of have to use their platforms to well that's um, why it
0: can't work online because the right. bryans aren't so great right that it prevents people mm-hmm. from then shot taking but it could work in the high roller space live mm-hmm. right like if everybody sits out at 250k then the 250k just doesn't run right it's not like there's another whole pool of people that are waiting to play Mm -hmm. uh the second it gets soft um and i think maybe to some degree we did pull that off right because the integrity council was created uh, off of this mess um there is thoughts that uh ali and jake will be banned from major tours such as poker go wsop wpt but that hasn't happened yet right um so I wonder like, how much of an opportunity was missed. You know, Jake won a bracelet this year at the WSOP playing a high roller. Yep. Uh, how much of an opportunity was missed? And maybe this doubles back to Melissa's point. The I think he won the 50K. It was one of the softer 50K fields that we're ever going to see. Now imagine if every high roller sits it out, right? Like <laughs> It would have just been the...
4: It's, it's just rewarding them. Yeah, because the wrecks
0: are never, never going to not play the 50K where... You win, a, you win a bracelet in a 35-man field or yeah. if all the good players sit out, you know, yeah. a 20-man field, whatever. Um, so, yeah, I, I wonder, like, to me, it seems like it, this is very intentional and Magnus really understands his responsibility and the power that that entails.
1: So that's, like, the he has a lot of power by sitting out, right? Yes. Like where the poker players don't. Yeah. right so they they don't have that power and that's that kind of renders a little useless like to, him to sitting out like
4: that. gives like reduces its legitimacy mm-hmm. whereas like for poker it just reduces the toughness of the field right right <laughs> exactly there's like yeah. different uh,
3: incentives in chess yeah. and poker in so that so
0: is there anything in poker that can be done to empower the actual players do you think
3: that doesn't make it more incentivized for the people that will decide to play yeah. if other people well, sit out.
0: I mean, by nature, then that means you're not empowered. Exactly. Yeah. It seems tough. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not necessarily saying a, a boycott. I'm just saying, are, are, are there anything, are there any actions that we can take that shift the power back into the balances of the Jason Coons and the, the Phil Galfons of the world?
3: As in like you maybe host a different event if you, elect not to play one of them like oh this site has these actors that are still playing if you are not registered in this tournament you can then play a better tournament or something mm. but it doesn't seem very I really efficient think it would
4: just be have to be like a precedent set amongst all the operators
3: yeah just don't see that happening
0: yeah I, i'm really struggling to see the the, the parallels here because I mean, that's what makes the game both so difficult to market and so powerful at the same time is that no one person uh, is bigger than the game. Right. And that's unfortunate from a marketing side, but it's very fortunate from a, call it player career path side. And baseball's kind of, or, or not baseball specifically, but sports are kind of the same way. No one athlete could ever bring a league to its knees. Right, yeah. Right? Um... So I wonder, like, they have unions. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what we lack.
1: Yeah, I guess you would have to make it. Um, you have to incentivize somehow the, uh, you know, the company, whatever, whoever the is running the tournaments, to ban these people, or like, or if you could get a, a, a big enough people to say we're not playing this, and it becomes less profitable mm-hmm. for the WPT because they're not getting the numbers that they were going to get, right? So then, like. You have to, so it would incentivize them some way to be like, well, it's going to be better for our business if we do ban these. Yeah, players. that's kind of the trouble right? is that the it's not al- an easy thing to do. They
0: already established brands. Uh, it's difficult to make them suffer. So you would have to keep like, you know, for like the WSOP, you would have to have like an ongoing multi-year agreement amongst all winning poker players yeah. to not play high rollers. Yeah, right. And that's hard to do. Yeah, but like. Triton, on the other hand, they're kind of new, and they're really reliant upon this small collection of high rollers. So it's like if they all collectively banded together and went to them and said, "Hey, like if you don't ban these two, none of us are showing up to your your Malta stop." Well, now suddenly, like that Malta stop gets six entries. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just get soft, right? Like there aren't people just chomping at the bit to play uh, high stakes across the world. So there's a lot of power there. There's probably some moderate power at PokerGo whenever you start to get to certain buy-in levels, like 25Ks and above, um, but probably less so at the smaller buy-ins because it's Vegas, yeah. and you'll always be able to fill a 10K field. And then at the WSOP level, it's like we almost have no power. Uh, so I'm not really sure how to make greater splash there, but I, I do think that like, we've come a long way in the last year.
5: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, or, hell, the last five, six months, whatever. How so? In what ways? I mean, I think them getting turned away from mm-hmm. the EPT and the Triton events was... Triton's
4: numbers are up a lot.
0: Yeah, and that's no shock coming off the pandemic. Yeah. Um, I, I think that that was going to happen anyway. I, I think that they've really found their niche and have solidified themselves as a quarterly...
4: It looks sick. Yeah. I wish I was there. Like, the venue looks awesome.
0: Is Is this 25K that's running today the first, like, actual Triton event? I
4: think... I think or so, the yeah. second, whatever, because uh, like the five k main
0: event was something else, right? Was
4: the one drop Triton? I don't that ten f- k or was that MPP?
3: I'm, I might have been an MPP. Yeah, I think I think it's MPP. Sure it was something else because it was sure.
0: before the. So then, yeah, the twenty
4: five k is the first.
0: Yeah. Okay, yeah, there actually might have been like a ten k. Right.
3: The, well, there uh, was uh, the MPP was before Triton, where like the five k main event just ended for the MPP
2: the, right, thing. Right, right. There was a ten k, then twenty five k though, right?
0: Yeah, it was like a ten k six max, I think. Okay. Uh, or maybe a 5k, uh, whatever. There were a few events. Anyway, they're they're moving now into the Triton portion of the Cypress trip. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw today was a 25k. Uh, Ebony Kenny's out in the mix, chip leading. Um, good luck to her. I didn't yeah. see what the field size was. I don't know if anybody It was like
4: has. 125-ish.
0: That's big for yeah. a 25k. Yeah, it's Jeez. big. That's really big for a 25 That's like rivaling uh florida 25k status and we like you know always just talk about how that's one of the biggest 25k's of the year like one of the i shouldn't say one of because they run it two or three times a year but uh the florida stop is always like a really really good 25k stop so i imagine if they're getting fields that size in triton then they are starting to bring in a little bit more recreational money now obviously once you get to the 200k level it's going to be what you expect it to be but i mean this...
4: like recreationals that can afford that buying level are are probably relatively in the know about yeah. like the cheating stuff
0: for the 200 or the 25
3: both, both i would say
0: mm. you
4: think, don't think, think Recre- about florida R-
3: what do you mean, think about florida you think in florida people just don't know i feel like I think laz is up on the on the i uh, think he knows about it don't something he cares i mean yeah maybe i
4: think sure. also like florida people who can afford 25ks are like a little probably less out of less in the know than the ones in europe
0: yeah
3: yeah i it's mean just i would just either one to think that if you're involved in any capacity in the poker industry you know about what's going on it's just a matter of does that affect what you do because if you just want to play a 25k you're just going to play a 25k yeah. If they're there they're there you're like oh yeah i know i know the, this is happening I'm the show recreationals
4: up. who show up right you know again and again like they're gonna be in the know about the like the cheating scandals and stuff
3: that's what i would think at least because i, I would think so i think for
2: some reason i don't think that's true like i think a lot of the recreationals are just like
3: oblivious to
2: i don't of think i happen. don't
4: think the ones that are like Wealthier are oblivious.
3: Man, I kind of want to start taking like a survey
4: no, or whatever. No. Like, you play, <laughs> like,
3: like, next, uh, next, like, high I'll go play, like, hey, do you guys know about this certain situation? And then get a, get honestly, like
0: a, you would be shocked at how insulated certain aspects of this community are. Yeah. Right. Uh,
3: cause who watches do, the poker pod, like a podcast? Also, or, you don't want to put a black eye on things.
0: No, it's not, it's not really yeah. that. It's more so like they're, they're outside exposure, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like you're actively trying to feed them information, but like when I was, when I was playing the Bobby Room game, uh, this time last year, pretty regularly, I was astonished at like how out of the know guys that I would consider to be like just pure regs were whenever it came to basically anything that was happening in the community, especially if it was happening online, right? Like anytime the Ali and Jake stuff would come up at, at that table, it was it was literally just like watching them glass over. And it's like, how, how are you guys 20-year vets in this game and have like no clue what's going on? it's like, well, we don't care. We just show up to Bobby's room six days a week and we right. play 50-100 yeah. and because, we all yeah. talk amongst each other and, and that's it. Because like, their
3: game is insulated. Yes. Like their game is just completely irrelevant. Like they don't care about anything else besides right. them having a seat in that game Correct. or just running that game itself. Yep. But I'm pretty sure that's
2: happening all around. Like not just for... That, that was my point. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. I was saying to Landon, like, I think that's like,
3: man, I feel like, well, I think the difference between like, a like the Bobby's room type of environment and then like a 25k, at least for MTTs or whatever, is that the cheating in this situation happened at higher stakes to where the people that play these things know, especially like if, if Ali and Jake were there, you know, to like, yeah. It's like, oh, these people were here, now they're not. Like, why are they not here? And someone asks, hey, why are they not here? And someone says, oh, like... That's, we're talking these, about
2: these, the one these. one or two people that are
0: going to ask now. Like, this It's is... just very different, right? It's like, uh, a different environment. Like, like Dan Shack is going to be far more in the know than, like, a Caldo. Yeah, Caldo right. just doesn't give a fuck. Like, Caldo knows whatever Chino knows, and Chino, like, doesn't <laughs> Caldo. care. Cauto's the best, man. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want to speak for them, but, like, right. that, that, the, they're examples of... Of guys that like are way more concerned with what's actually happening in their own personal environment than what's happening in the community at large. And I think that that represents a large fraction of the poker community as a whole. Like, very often we'll run into, or I'll run into guys that like, are playing home games in Texas or uh you know Silicon Valley whatever like these guys that I in my head think are like a pretty major part of the community at large even if they are recreational type yeah and they just know nothing outside of their four walls absolutely nothing like just hmm. I-, I wish I could think of some examples but like um you know like, like simple things like when the Polk Negrano ch- challenge was going on hmm. there would just be like six out of nine guys at a table that just like had no fucking idea that it was happening
3: so is the idea to try to make some things more known from a poker sphere standpoint or is it just to like inform
0: no i, don't, I mean i think i think that's important and i think we've been doing that but uh, how do we do that I think more the, efficiently
2: i think it's just growing like i mean like the, it doesn't the message, sound like it right like, no i think the message is growing and it's getting across people more and more every day like
0: it, yeah the the more decide. viral anything becomes the better but you know there's there's a hard split right like when lex streams 200 days out of the year and then makes a deep run in the scoop main event for a quarter million yeah everybody under the age of 30 is going to know about that right and everyone then, that's
3: tapped into the community yeah and uh, then the online. majority
0: of people over the age of 30 are going to have no fucking clue who yeah lex they don't care. Even is, yeah which is ironic because the people over 30 are the ones who are most likely to have played with lex throughout his career mm-hmm. but like you know at this point don't even have any idea who or
3: just like far enough removed from poker that like they don't even exist in the sphere anymore or just over it in the sense of they don't even care because most of the, i was thinking about it and i was like and i remember i made a poll a while ago like what i thought not what i thought or just what people think the average age is from someone on poker twitter is and like it's very clearly like between 30 and 39. But just because that's like the average age doesn't mean the most active in the community you even care about what's going on in the community. Mm-hmm. So you just have a Twitter and you follow some stuff from time to time and who, really, who, who gives a shit? Right. Like Who cares about social media? Right? Yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah, it's hard to make people care about things, especially in poker when poker is so like kind of sad.
0: Well, it's not fucking
3: <laughs> No, like the community is kind of like, you know, it's, we, you know, here we go. go. You know, start, stop doing no, this. No,
2: it's that it's not a, not a, it's a, no, it's not an existential
3: well, thing. It's, sand, mean, it's like, not it's No, it's not that. I just mean, like, it's hard to make poker stuff interesting to the mass population. Now, it's not mainstream.
0: Well, I don't, I don't think that is what the issue at hand is. I think what the issue at hand is, is that poker, by nature, is zero sum. And so long as that's true, People will always approach the game and their involvement in the game and community from a uh, a zero-sum standpoint. As in
3: what's best for them?
0: Yeah. So they're going to care a lot less about the people who are winning and about the people who are garnering fame and uh, the infamous ones for cheating and things of that nature Mm -hmm. unless it impacts them directly, right? So if they're not playing high rollers, they don't give a shit who's cheating. If they're not playing uh in bobby's room then they don't give a shit who's winning they don't they don't care about any of this stuff right it's hard to make it's hard to draw people's eyes to one specific thing or one specific message in this community at whole because mm-hmm. it's so fractioned
3: are sports a zero sum game
0: um no I would like say they're basketball positive
3: football they're just like the positive they're just everybody's pod- being paid right so so why do people care more like why do people care so much about
0: that like because you're able to draw the attention to one specific thing everybody's unified in pursuing a championship
3: where in poker nobody gives a shit because it doesn't affect them
0: yeah the pursuits are all very different right like Mm. you could be a cash grinder you could be a tournament grinder you could be a high stakes grinder you could be a high roller you could be uh, a mid stakes tour grinder. like there's just no there's
3: not a standard of like what is like the best.
0: There's just no streamlining at all. Mm-hmm. Right? So, you have like little pockets. Right. If you're interested in poker, you could be interested in a thousand different assets of, or, or facets of right. poker.
3: Right. Where, where you're playing, like you're looking at basketball, football, you look at, okay, this is what Elite looks like. This yeah. is the best of the people involved. Yeah. That makes sense.
0: Yeah. You could be a vlogger fan. You could be a tournament fan. You right. could be a high roller fan you right. could be a podcast fan like, you could be a streamer fan like, like, and you know this isn't all a bad thing no. it's, only, it's only somewhat difficult because again the game is zero sum so if right. all of this were positive sum then it would be a lot easier to both police as well as align incentives whenever it came to the community at large <sighs> and the individuals is that possible is that even possible? it so, is but it's, it's improbable it how takes, do
3: you make it possible?
0: it takes a huge influx of money Mm. Right. So basically, uh, it would require some level of qualification to play for free money. And that like, sounds simple in nature, uh, but it's not. Right? Like there's just a, a league. Yeah, you could have a you could have you know, you could have a lot of different leagues. You could have leagues that are strictly for elites and they get paid salary plus bonuses or plus incentives, right? You could have a league that's pro ams. Um, it, right you know, that's the
3: difference between like sports like the football basketball and then the poker thing is in poker you pay yourself correct by winning i mean and-
0: literally think of it this way bro you could you could set up cash games where they're not actually putting up buy-ins but that there's just a prize pool there's a leaderboard yeah there's a prize pool where they play x amount of hands or hours or whatever the case may be and you just get paid out in big blinds per 100 or, mm-hmm. or you get Everything is just measured by your win rate. Does
3: everybody then get paid the same?
0: Well, I, I, I don't have these answers. No, there's, I'm just, there, I'm not, I'm not. There's no money YouTube, to like, even choose from. What do you think? But like, like, no, of course it's not going to be, it's not going to be communism. Mm hmm. Uh, well, like, how would
3: you, right? Because then some people would be winning more in a lineup than others. Yeah.
0: You, you align incentives according to talent uh, and according to what brings money in on the back end.
3: Should we try? Should we try? Like, what if we tried making like the, the only
0: friends <laughs> poker league? i mean i just don't see a world in which it's possible without uh yeah i i i just don't know how it happens right Uh, i i can i can identify the problem and i can come up with like very lofty solutions but i don't necessarily think they're executable
3: right it's just too it's just too difficult and if something was possible it probably would have been done by now
0: yeah i mean like think look at other new sports right pickleball is relatively new as far as like having a pro scene goes yeah and the absolute best player in the world is making like a quarter million a year. With sponsorships involved. Of that quarter million, like 80% of it is sponsorships.
3: Exactly. So there's not a lot of money overall in this, in this He's team. making
0: like 40 to 50k in tournament prizes. Right. Right. And that's, that's grinding. That's probably playing like, I don't know, 20 to 40 tournaments a year, 20 to 50 tournaments a year. And
3: being the best in the world.
0: Yeah. So he's averaging like 1k per tournament. Right. Give or take. But he's getting 4X that in sponsorship. Mm -hmm. And it's growing, and there will be TV partnerships. And, like, you know, maybe, down the line, he'll make 10X that.
3: Right, but there's also TV involved in that in some capacity pretty soon, right? Like, they're going to have some stuff on TV where poker is kind of not at that point. Um, TV got taken away from us, actually.
0: Yeah, it's kind of tricky. I I don't know what the—I mean, CBS Sports just—or, sorry, CBS, actually, uh, just televised pickleball um it's it's just very young right yeah. like they're still they're still figuring things out they're still i will say in the last like year and a half uh the way that it's filmed has gotten remarkably better mm-hmm. but that's just clearly that's a usually, byproduct of money
1: yeah yeah that, that right production value goes up it's, yeah and...
3: so what you're saying is the issue in the poker community is money
0: it's, uh, every industry in is, it's is always not money, flourishing man. is due to a lack of money
3: how do we get more money
0: <laughs> you, uh, it's cart before the horse, right? How do you get more interest?
1: Yeah. With the interest more money. drives With the more eyes, money. the eyes bring in the sponsorships and the, right. so that's, that's how it works, right? The advertisers. Yeah. So well, it's most just, of the money comes from, av- like, like in baseball, the majority of the money that teams make mm-hmm. is through their TV contracts, right? right? Because they get to sell advertisements and people watch it on TV. So if that, that if you can figure out a way to make, everybody want to watch poker on TV, then all the sponsors. Yeah, baseball, baseball is really like back.
0: such a great template. It's for half a year, you get to fill a three-hour block basically so much daily. Content. Every day. Yeah, basically so, daily Yeah. where you're just selling ads every 20 mm-hmm. minutes. Yeah. Um, right. But wow. it, it's also an archaic model. Sounds it,
2: like poker needed a PPP
3: loan for
2: <laughs> <a> fucking <laughs> advertising. Just
4: pay off your tab? <laughs> for My Con- only for good. Conrad's tab man
3: so it just sounds like there needs to be more interest but gain- gathering and gaining interest is kind of hard as is it's, it's when it's so it's diverse not more
0: interest it's concentrated interest unified interest we don't have a product right we don't that's have true. a singular product that well, we can concentrate eyeballs on
3: we have a product
0: we do have a product <laughs> i don't <laughs> even know that we have a singular
3: product i yeah. mean i
4: think things are yeah, going in the right direction
3: just how long does it take do you think before poker gets to where you think it can be or where do you even think poker can get to
4: i don't know because i don't think i think that tv is going to be sort of a Mm non-thing we're already seeing people recreating game shows on youtube yeah um most things being watched are not on regular cable tv like stream stuff
1: yeah so you're saying like streaming is like yeah and and the streaming Poker content streaming is is growing. Yeah,
4: content creators on YouTube have mm-hmm. more power than a lot of businesses and companies mm-hmm. and more resources. So it would just be them and I think Hustler's doing a good job of capturing that. They have that creator game. Yeah. Stuff like that. I mean, that's uh, oh, there was a lot of people who watched that and had never watched poker before and were entertained by it. So, yeah there's a
3: lot of people that have never I'm, seen poker. I think ad- I going
4: the realm of adverti- trying to advertise this high level poker to the masses is not the way because right. people don't understand why that's cool or what's good about it they, right. they want to see people being reckless and careless with Bunny and throwing shit around that they aren't allowed to do in their day to day lives
3: right like it's effectively a look into the side of well then does that make poker look more like gambling and is that a bad thing
4: it is gambling for okay. most
3: people. Right. And you think that's a bad thing The people who aren't gambling or are the no? ones who
4: are winning, mm-hmm. which is a very small percentage. Mm-hmm. Do I think it's a bad thing? I don't know. I think we should probably lean into the counterculture aspect to it and yeah. t- stop trying to make it look like something it's not.
3: Well, because I know that like the draw from the elitist standpoint would be like, oh... Playing high-level poker is profitable. If you get to this level, you can be a very good winning player. You can win a bunch of money, and there's this kind of career path there. But if we show poker in the way of okay, it's gambling, you can win. There is a counterculture. it
4: as the pro dream, I think, is just like not as relatable to the masses or as entertaining to the masses. Yeah, people will watch like without wanting to be pro. I, I
0: I think that I think there's a big differentiator. I agree with what you're saying. Uh, as it as is. So as it stands now, I agree with everything Melissa's saying. Like, you need, you need the entertainment value more than you need the polish. Right. Right? But um, the differentiator would be if we were trying to concentrate all eyeballs to uh, elite talent similar to the way that sports do. Mm-hmm. So if something were created in the space that were just positive sum, where uh, it was one singular concentrated focus... And maybe that's to identify who the greatest poker player is in the world. Some, whatever. It's some sort of like league-based thing that's positive some, or only... like You have to have uh, a minimum win rate of X to even get into the league, right?
4: Many of the people who make content for games are not the best players in the world.
0: Right, but the best players so in the world... they're
4: the ones who are doing like the outreach, and if we're talking about getting more eyes from the general public onto poker, it's not going to be by putting the people who are like extremely skilled but silent like in the front lines well my, my point is media. is that's
0: a product that at least is a product like the reason why uh we favor these like splashy gambling games where people were very free with their money is because um the product doesn't need much definition we just we understand that to be fun to watch because you're right that's a release we can't do it ourselves like you right? run the show you
3: gamble you see people gambling for
0: infinite it's like oh this is cool yeah because yeah, you and can't...
4: They're, they're having fun like there's like fun there's funny clippable moments like yeah. the ninja help me thing that happened yeah, yeah. there's a lot of room for spontaneity and yeah. for improvisation and... it's kind
0: of like watching slot streams too right it's like you get to yeah. participate in the degeneracy i, mean, but...
4: I wouldn't put it parallel to slot streams because it's more of a social thing sure but i
0: guess what i'm saying is like the the gambling aspect like you get to participate in the degeneracy without actually doing it yourself yeah you're kind of removed like yeah like you don't have the 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 freedom to yeah the the difference would be if we had this like concentrated product where we were trying to put talent on display is that that is the singular product that you're trying to sell it's not the dream it's not that this is what people should pursue it's more so that this is what excellence looks like and we're going to put it on display similar to what you see in the sporting realm. Okay.
3: Right, like well, hmm, it's interesting because when it comes to professional athletes and like call it to LeBron, call it to like the Mike Trout, or, like the, the when you are young and you are impressionable and you see that these people that like you want to be like, like I want to go to the league, I want to be like LeBron, I want to be like this. There's a window of where you think that that stuff is right, achievable. But but, it,
0: but you you nailed it. It's all about going to the league. Yeah. That's, th- that's the product. The product is the league. Correct. Right? Like,
3: I want to be part of the NBA. Yes. I w- and then make my own career out of that. I want to yes. be part of the MLB.
0: The unspoken thing is that I want to be elite, but the actual product that's being pushed to those eyeballs is the, is the league. Yeah. In these looser streams where, like, everybody's just blasting off, there's no product.
3: Except for I want to have enough money to play in this game yeah. if I want to be.
0: Yeah, I want to be rich enough to be the whale. Right. Right? Which so- is a
3: different... don't we all
0: yeah it's different it's it's less replicable it's it's great in the near term it'll continue to drive eyeballs and i think melissa's point is very valid like hustler's doing a great job of this yeah and it's probably where a lot of other streams are failing Mm -hmm. um but bigger picture if we actually ever want to be serious uh, and bring in like owners and big business revenue yep uh, we actually have to have a product to sell.
3: It's like a short term, long term thing. Like, this yeah. is like a really good short term thing. Yep. And by short term, I mean next couple of years, like five to 10 years. And, like... and to
0: be very clear, uh, I don't want to be, I don't want it to be misconstrued. Like, just because Triton and Poker Go and uh, some of these other higher end high roller scenes mm-hmm. exist does not mean that they have a product because they don't, right? They're still just open field events. Right. Like, the closest thing we've ever had to that quote unquote product is the super high roller bowl Uh and the million dollar one drop okay these were lotteries that you had to qualify for that were very tiny fields and they were prestigious and they were once a year but the problem was is that they weren't a bigger like they were a one-off product right it was just you're going to get this event once a year once a
3: year it's not once a week for x amount of weeks and you don't you you don't get to
0: know the, the right it was a different lottery every year and eventually it just it got watered down, and like you didn't actually have to qualify to get in. and Anybody could play because the field size was shrinking. Mm. Yada yada yada. Right? How do we fix that? I'm not the right guy for this.
3: Is it? Well, money. is it? Is it it's worth? It's always money. Is it worth fixing in the first place?
0: Of course. I, okay. I mean, it's it's expensive to fix those. The problem. Mm-hmm. It's a huge gamble to undertake, hoping for a eight to ten figure payoff uh, if it works. Right. Because right. if it works, then you every have, every uh, casino is incentivized to own a "quote unquote" fantasy team, right? And every, uh, every every one of those, so each of those venues, similar to the way that golf and tennis work, would host majors. Uh, these majors could be tournaments; they could be cash. It you know whatever the the actual structure of the product you create is up to the people who are are better at this than me, but casinos would be incentivized to be owners okay they would be host venues mm-hmm. uh similar to sports sporting so events. what would you
3: consider the poker go events like when it comes to the poker masters comes to the stairway
0: i would consider it a poker tour
3: mm-hmm.
0: i think and I th- that's different than what very different than what i'm saying because okay. there's no inf- i mean there's a small influx of money from poker go and i think they do uh, you know they don't get enough credit yeah it's clean for the amount of free everything's, money everything's really well they also just give away free money yeah, yeah right they add money to leaderboards and stuff like that yeah but again like these are all very archaic uh this is what online sites have been doing for a long time mm-hmm. and it's just a, a retention mechanism okay right so you bring customers in and then you incentivize them to stay based off of this free amount of ev that they can earn by playing with you right, right. and it's the tale is old as time as far as like marketing goes, but mm-hmm. it's still not a product. Okay. Right. Uh, it still only matters. The EV that they're giving away only matters to a handful of people. Call it 10 to 15 that can actually compete for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a means of ensuring that the tournaments themselves don't die. Right. Uh, there's not enough free money being put in. There's not enough. Uh, there, there isn't a high enough barrier of entry as far as like how to qualify to get in. And there isn't enough, you know, most of it's stuck behind a paywall. So there really isn't enough access to the general public. And there's definitely not enough marketing. Right. Like we suck so bad at marketing in this industry across the board. Even the biggest corporations, call it WSOP, WPT, whatever, were terrible, terrible marketers. Uh, No one who hasn't played at least tens if not hundreds of hours of poker has any idea what any of this stuff is. Right.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm I'm thinking about that, yeah. I don't Maybe
0: like... like a smidge of WSOP WPT because it's become enough of a pop culture reference in the last thirty years due to the boom, the last twenty years, whatever, due to the moneymaker boom. Yeah. But like for sure, nobody has any fucking idea what poker go is if they haven't played, you know, a hundred hours of poker right. You don't, know, of poker you don't know you don't
3: know what poker go is unless you've played poker a little bit before. Yeah. But for WSOP's credit, you probably if you've never played poker before and you hear of, like, a WSOP bracelet, you might know yeah, what that it's, is. Yeah, it's,
0: it's a cultural reference at this point.
3: Right. So is that how you get better at marketing or marketing works? Is you make things that can become just culturally relevant?
0: Um, I think that's a byproduct. that You hope for that. Uh-huh. I think, like, that's what Melissa's point was with, like, uh, creating these organic moments that become very clippable, could potentially go viral. Uh, you hope for that kind of stuff. You don't try to plan for it. Um, Mm. so what do you try to plan for well you try to plan for for i guess very sharp ways to acquire new eyes Mm -hmm. and then very consistent ways of retaining said eyes
3: right it's like how do you keep the people that are watching man this stuff's tough tough stuff
0: yeah i mean the thing is also like we're still relatively young all things considered we as just poker in general yeah like like, this probably doesn't change in our lifetime mm. um if this ever changes right but like if ever poker's on the grand stage and we start looking at it similar to the way esports have blown up
3: (sighs) man because like esports blew up really quick right no
0: yeah but they had a lot of a, a lot of the things i'm saying that we lack they had and it was powered by the the asian community like right, that's a like, lot of people man
3: they also have a league like for these for this stuff
0: like the, right but it was it was it was easy to adapt into because it was already a cultural thing mm-hmm. video games were like a huge part of of the asian culture and right. it just got elevated very quickly yeah yeah right Poker's always been a divisive part of our culture
3: it's like a gambling underworld type of thing correct it's not more of a, a counterculture. commonplace exactly
0: yeah exactly
3: but that to be said like a lot of people still if you want to use the word like gambling like still gamble and gambling is part of the counter like counterculture but exists
0: yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like pretty rampantly
3: uh, right like a lot of money goes into yeah but the thing the with
0: countercultures is that it's it goes unspoken mm,
3: like right? it doesn't get the same sort of like grand stage that Call it main culture. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean it's the same thing. It's like if you parallel to like bodybuilding, like everybody in that industry knows who is dirty and who's on juice, right? Uh-huh. Or, or who's clean and, and Not, who's who's, yeah. uh, who's using, right? But nobody knows outside of it. It's never spoken. Same thing in WWE. It's never. It was never spoken about that they were all juicing. It was never spoken about that it was all fake. But mm-hmm. everybody knows, right? It's a counterculture thing. It, it, it just. It's the underbelly of uh, what's driving the thing through popularity. Were sports
3: always part of, like, culture? They call it the football, basketball, baseball.
0: Turn of the century, yeah. Everything post-industrial revolution. Mm-hmm. Prior to that, it was, like, in America, just baseball. Um, just... I mean, that's, that's kind of like why... Football's not that old. No, it's not. But it caught on
3: really quick and got a bunch of eyes and well, now has... It developed
0: into the... It, it was like the first major TV product.
3: Right. Because they are like, okay, let's have a league. What hockey's also
0: it? not that old. But you can see the difference between the two.
3: At least in America, right? Because yeah. hockey's big in Canada
0: and such. Yeah. But, you know, we're talking specifically about a TV-made product, right? So uh, concentrating your product into 16 games that's packaged over this four-month time frame with this elusive uh, prize at the end where Variance is through the roof.
3: The prize is just the trophy, right? Like, you don't get more money because you win the Super Bowl. Yes, yeah, you do. do. Of course you do. Everybody gets
2: bonuses. Everybody <laughs> get they,
5: get gets bonuses. World. <laughs> they get to go to Disney World. They get to go to Disney World. Did
3: you know that? <clears throat> I like lots of money. Dude, but we don't know how much that is. Like, you don't know how much money you get for winning the it's Super Bowl, It's built War. into their contract.
1: Yeah, I think,
2: I think it's probably most, public. Most people public have, like, it. all, like, these clauses built That's into also their just at the
0: player level. Like, the owner level, they get massive mm-hmm. incentives for... Okay,
3: so what you're saying is, like, winning the Super Bowl might net to winning X there's a prize pool basically. it's winning a damn tournament basically there's a prize so there's a prize pool yeah it's a prize I never kind of, I never thought of it like it, that it's
2: it's not a prize pool but it's a prize pool I never mm-hmm. thought of it like that yeah. I just thought it, like oh like,
0: you win the Super
3: Bowl
2: because it increases the, the
4: value cool. of your team
0: yeah 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 by a lot yeah yeah like merch sales <laughs> go up uh um, tickets ticket prices go up yeah yeah it's about
2: like, being a home a home team in do the, uh, you get that as
3: a secondary to winning or do you get winning prize plus that like you get both I'm assuming
0: yeah, they go hand-in-hand. Hand. Okay. Yeah. It's not like anybody's ever won the Super Bowl and somehow made less money than made less a money year where they didn't it. win the, the merch Super sales Bowl. sales went down.
3: Right, like <laughs> the whole Dynasty era type thing. Man, that's so interesting when you think about like the outside of sports, like the marketing angles and the, the other things that go on. Because I used to just think, oh, people play this game because at an individual level, you get paid a bunch of money and you can win a prize. But
0: I mean, they just have massive mechanisms churning out uh, like the MLB, NFL, NBA, NBA yeah. their their marketing machines are unrivaled. Mm-hmm. How I do mean, you
3: find them and like talk to people that work for them? There's just a lot
4: of incentives that are like moving to the same place. Like there's also a huge betting market, right? So, and then there's fantasy sports, and then there, there's just a ton, we don't have a betting market. A lot of like, moving parts. We don't have like things where it's like these people are guaranteed to play this at the same time, like starting this day yeah. where people can bet, like if you yeah. don't have that, like, have, oh, that maybe that, they'll that's, show that's up. That's, like... why,
0: that's why I'm saying if we were able to sell a product, right? Because we would have all of that if...
4: Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be just hard to model poker into like competitive sports or eSports. Just it, it is a gambling thing for most people. So. Like
3: turning poker into a league, so to speak. It'd be hard to do.
4: Yeah, I mean, that's yeah. why no one's done it
3: um well there was the epic poker league right but then i'm not sure how that went yeah i mean that was (laughs) just a name just a name it was Um, a a lie
2: apparently everybody gets paid for everybody in the winning super bowl team gets paid 150k from the nfl
3: okay so just win an extra 150k
2: yes and that's not even with their contracts like with their team
3: oh you just get extra money which is a lot which is a lot of money because there's a lot of people in the team it's kind of a prize pool yeah it's like Mm -hmm. a it's like an mtt yeah
0: yeah. Um,
3: a lot of parallels.
0: Yeah, I was gonna say something. Oh, uh, oh, whatever. It's not that important. Uh, <laughs> I was, well, I was just gonna say like the, the the marketing of those major sports are bigger than poker as a whole. Right. Like, exactly. just just the marketing of course facet yeah, yeah. of the NBA is bigger than poker could ever imagine. Is
3: that because at the start of like the creation of these leagues, people just had a bunch of money and had a vision of like, okay. This is going to be worth something. Here's all my money and like make something happen. Things had to be put in place in order to get this stuff no, to get off the no, ground. No. It just grew it's, over time. It's, I mean.
0: it's having those built-in growth mechanisms, yeah. right? So uh, they're there for poker. It's just the, the, the hurdles are much larger. Mm. So by building the NBA, the NFL, the MLB, things of that nature, mm-hmm. their, first, their first objective was to get butts into seats yeah that was going to be their first path to monetization like ticket sales yeah so ticket sales right um and given the times of when these sports were developed that was a pretty easy sell right that was an age where the cinema was still a thing and plays were still pretty popular amongst people like getting out of the house was an activity uh-huh uh then tv came into the form. radio even before or, yeah, that yeah radio yeah. before that and then TV came into the fold. So now they have a natural growth, uh, a growth path. And, and right? all the
1: advertisers come in that another revenue stream. Correct.
0: And this just keeps building upon one another until you land to modern day. where now betting is legalized. Mm-hmm. And now you have fantasy an entire other multi-billion yeah. dollar industry. Think about fantasy football.
1: With. Think what fantasy football has done for the NFL. Yeah. I mean, it just brought like, so like there's, uh, you, there's so many people that they like their team. They watch their team. Right. And that, that so, but now with everyone, has, everyone has a fantasy football team. Now they're interested in the Thursday night game and the Monday night game and, and all the other games just because they have a player on that team and they need to sweat them out. So like right. it, the, the audience has grown overall for the whole league because of fantasy football. So
3: what I'm, what I'm getting at here is there's a lot of things that are happening from these other industries that, re- that keep the retention. With poker. Not just
0: retention, it's growth.
3: With poker, retention is not, it's just
0: not there. No, 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 no. Uh, I I don't think that's true. It's just coming in at a much more modern landscape. So it doesn't, it doesn't, it can't start with the goal of putting butts in seats. Right. It has to jump all the way ahead to bringing in advertisers through a streaming or a televised uh resource right right so using the
3: other path like using the nfl path would be like antiquated for poker yeah because it doesn't work
0: right because like the step-by-step process is already broken like tv is bordering on obsolete and uh people going to events like this you're never going to be able to to churn out any sort of reasonable profit because the poker players that you have to incentivize to play for you that's the other thing right when these leagues developed uh the players just needed to make better than they were making on the assembly line. Right. Right? Whereas now, uh, have, we're in a situation yeah. where, like, the players that you would want to uh, acquire for this so-called league are making seven figures on their own just playing. Right. So, like, how are you ever going to incentivize them with ticket sales? Right? Like, that's just not good enough. Mm-hmm. So you have to be able to show a path already baked in where there's going to be major outside advertisers where you're going to be able to bring in Uh, some sort of salary for the players as well as heavy incentives of what they're playing for, right? And a lot of this stuff was tried in the past, but it was just, you know, whatever. I'm not trying to say that I have the answers, but, like, they just didn't have the foresight, right? They were just trying to create the structure and then hope that the structure in and of itself was enough to create a product. Which it's not. And it just failed, right? We we saw it with the... um, What was the one that was always on Fox Sports? Uh... It was it was a European league, I think. I just remember, like, Todd Brunson and all those guys. It was basically a six-handed sit-and-go. Mm. And they were all weighted and stuff like that. There And there was a more recent one also that I think Party Poker may have put on. Um, anyway, I can't remember. But those both fell off. Uh, also, the Epic Poker League, uh, that never really got off. And then Alex Dreyfus tried the thing with the, the Global Poker League, um, which... As far as like things that we're talking about, that was probably as close to, to what I'm discussing as uh, having a shot. But again, the business plan just wasn't in place. Mm. There was no real model. It was just an idea. everybody draft a team. They'll feel very proud about the fact that they were drafted. And that's exactly what happened, right? There was a lot of social clout being exchanged where people who got drafted and were captains and things of that nature all felt like so much pride. But, but then the league actually came to play and nobody gave a shit. Because there were no incentives. The players had no reason to be there. Mm. Uh, the fans had no reason to watch. Right. And a lot of the best players were excluded. Yeah. Right? So, like, they didn't even get the best collection of, of people around. It's it's really fucking hard to do this kind of stuff. Yeah. Right? Dude, it, I
3: mean, I didn't think it was easy by any stretch. Just a matter of how. And it's fucking hard.
0: I, I mean, yeah. It takes a lot of money. It takes a lot of creative types. It takes a lot of hard work. Uh, and then it takes a lot of cooperation from visionaries who you know are willing to forego maybe a small amount of ev in the early goings to acquire a lot of ev down the the line right like Mm -hmm. the idea would be that in an ideal world you would get 18 to 27 of the best players in the absolute world right the the linuses the the unknowns that are just grinding out millions of hands a year yeah you get you know a collection of them and then you get a collection of uh, the best live guys. And when I say the best live guys, I'm not talking about the most well-known live guys. I don't mean the Hellmuths and the Negroners and and, and Like that celebrity nature. type, you mean? Yeah, I mean like actual live killers. Like maybe Garrett is on the fringe, right? Yeah. And uh, that's not a shot at Garrett, but like uh, I'm talking about guys that like are beating both realms. Yeah. Like guys that transition in and out. Uh, a Makita comes to mind mm-hmm. or a True Teller, right? Yeah. an Ike. Uh, whatever you get 18 to 27 of those guys you create a league you give them all equity share in the league Mm -hmm. and you just try to build this thing uh in a way where they are basically all that matters and they feel like it's worth playing yeah it's just it's so fucking impossible because now you have to build a marketing machine around that and you have to build uh you you have to find partnerships not not even outside of the space yet you have to find partnerships within the space of content creators of news uh of all the things that are going to create your marketing churn yeah and then you immediately have to find an influx of outside money to incentivize these 27 players to stick around right right
3: or like switch like sub out depending
0: or whatever like Uh, yeah i mean it's just like any other league you'll have drafts you'll have free agency you'll have trades you'll have all these things great but uh, it, it would have to start at the ownership level, right? Like if if it didn't begin with uh, bringing in, like, call it six casinos that are putting up X amount of money and utilizing their venues, and, and you know this is maybe a ten million dollar investment per per casino. Yeah. Uh, to get to maybe it's a hundred million dollar overall investment amongst like ten casinos or five or whatever. Um, it's just a big, big, big vision with not a very clear direct payoff um, right and but, it's also you know i think that's how it happens
3: yeah it's poker's a little bit odd maybe too in the way that how how many things like a football basketball that are exist at in an individual level i guess golf and like bowling i guess but bowling isn't as big as golf tennis. But golf golf tennis seem like the only few things but they do exist of just individuals being able to like be something and like not as big as football or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like football's a I mean, team sport. Golf
2: is probably the best example. Golf is probably of, the best example. Of what could happen. Um, yeah. We actually just need the Saudis to get in, um, drop all the non gambling <laughs> and they get involved in poker. They start the league, sign out to Russell for the idea, and then bing, bang, boom.
0: They are, they're super into WWE.
2: Yeah. Really? Yeah. Really?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, they had like uh the middle east specifically saudi arabia had uh like started to welcome the wwe and vince mcmahon back in the i want to say it was like the the late 90s like right before the rock uh kind of became so that era right before basically uh they started like dabbling and there was there was like wrestling over there and
2: Oh, yeah, that makes sense. That Isn't that like Fight Island is over there for the UFC? Like they were gonna, is it? They were going to build something somewhere.
0: I didn't know it was in Saudi Arabia. It's somewhere in that... I doubt Fight Island is in the Middle East.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think it's in Dubai.
0: Okay. Or hold on. Well, Dubai would make sense. UFC. I'm not sure what's going on with it, but... Yeah, it's but Dubai. Anyway. Okay, yeah. Dubai would make sense. They have water there, at least. Um, Saudi Arabia, a lot less. Abu Dhabi. Um, but, yeah, anyway... Uh, that happened and they like created this relationship but then the the like all four and all this other stuff happened where there was like uh, tension and they kind of pulled back a little bit now I guess within the last handful of years uh, WWE is like full blown over there to the point where I think one of the last WrestleManias like one of the last three WrestleManias was actually in Saudi Arabia um, so they are super into soap operas all we have to do is Script a little poker match. There you go. And, uh, and we're good to go.
2: I know where we can get one. What? This is some guy that you've been calling out saying he stinks and stuff. Mm. wants to play heads up. I don't know.
0: <laughs> the problem with that is if you wrote the script, he would have to just, like, mop the floor with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, and at, this point, <laughs> at this point, I'm not sure I can handle it. <laughs> <laughs>
5: where do you go from
0: here? <laughs> right. Like, how do I? <laughs> I don't ever crawl out of that shit. I mean, actually,
2: it might just be, like, Revive. Like, it's just, boom, this is what Doug did.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, like, in all honesty, like, if you were to script it, I would probably just, like, absolutely obliterate him in, like, three or four hands or something like that, and then we would talk shit back and forth for a while, and then he would just win, like, six straight matches in a row and be the hero (laughs) that everybody deserves. (laughs) While I'm just, uh, I turn full-blown heel Mm -hmm. on them. Um yeah, I don't know. I also don't know what their take is on gambling. I know in Dubai, it's illegal. Yeah. It uh, like, very, very... It's weird. I know a lot of people who are just like, yeah, I'm grinding, like, Dubai home... Or, or like, home games in Dubai. I'm like, isn't it, like, really bad there? Like, yeah, the gap- they fucking jail you and cut your arms off and shit? Yep. I mean... There is no legal gambling Arabia. Maybe uh, not in in Dubai. Saudi Arabia, Saudi Arabia is
1: probably a little bit more uh, severe punishments. Yeah. I think Dubai is a little bit...
0: I've been home supp-
4: games in Afghanistan. Wait, say that again. I've been grinding home games in Afghanistan. <laughs> sure,
0: sure. Apparently, it's a Better delicate, You're delicate taking matter. Taking all that Taliban money. It's what? It's
2: mm-hmm. Apparently, it's a delicate matter. Um,
1: yeah,
0: delicate. to a good way to putting it. <laughs>
2: because, you know, most people do practice Islam there, Islam. Right, right. And they're not, they exactly don't say that you can't gamble
1: there, but it's a fine line. It's, it's like you can't drink either, but. I think they, they make exceptions.
0: Yeah, that. I don't know. I, I'm always shocked to hear like how wild some of the punishments are. I think it's Singapore. Uh, I was friends with uh, a kid who grew up there, Wayne, and he was telling us that um, like once a year, usually some young kid or, or somebody like whatever doesn't know the, the the national laws there and will like get off a plane with weed on him. Or, or something of that nature, and they are in zero tolerance when it comes to drugs. And, like, you'll get, like, I don't know what the punishment is. Like, he was making it sound like you get, like, caned or, like, you know, massive amounts of jail time for very small amounts of, of possession. Um, but, like, I'm just never surprised to hear things that uh, are strangely illegal carrying a massive weight of punishment Mm -hmm. especially if you're a foreigner
2: yeah there's a lot of them like a lot of countries have these weird laws or just like
5: different right and yeah you get crushed for it
4: no no headphones for me nope
0: i think they died having a oh no FM problem that's weird um we'll try to fix that for the next time but uh i missed the segue into this earlier but uh Melissa mentioned that we're getting to a point where content creators are greater than businesses. And I don't know if you saw, but Mr. Beast launched his official first brick-and-mortar Beast Burger.
2: My boy was online for 18 hours.
0: 18 hours why? for a fucking burger? My boy, Eddie. Why? You
2: know, it's all Eddie. He yeah, was why? All, he has a child. And he wanted, he wanted to meet Mr. Beast.
0: <laughs> Did he get to meet Mr. Beast? He's
2: salty right now. Oh, they waited not... 18 hours, didn't meet him.
0: And 10,000 people there. He's not going to meet everybody. It's probably more than that. Yeah. It's, that that's wow. Yeah. 10,000 people for, for a restaurant. Yeah. It, it was in a mall.
2: It was at um, Mall of um, America, I think it's called. It's in Rutherford, New Jersey. Um, mall of
0: America is in Minnesota.
2: Oh no, it's not that. King of Prussia. No, it's the new mall in um, Rutherford, right next to the stadium. I forgot. Mall of Dreams, maybe. Hmm. But um, yeah, it's pretty insane. How many people showed up to to meet him?
0: I'm glad he didn't meet him because if he had and hadn't plugged poker out loud for us, I would have been very salty. <laughs> wow. I would have been real salty. I mean, Eddie, Eddie's got to look me. out, man.
2: Should told me. I would have been there.
0: Sure. I I've I've had so many close encounters with meeting Beast and just like just missing him. Mm-hmm. Like there's been multiple times where he actually took my seat from a game that I left. It's like, God damn it, man. <laughs> it was, he
1: was supposed to be in the WPT stream yeah. that we did and
0: yep. never showed up. Backed out of that one. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's been a it's been a real Where's Waldo type situation. It'll happen. One day. Probably. It's It'll happen. I'll needed. show him the trailer and he'll just go, meh. <laughs> <laughs> did anybody die probably yes
2: it's called the american dream mall
0: okay yeah it's so a little bit of everything that you were throwing out there
2: yeah i knew i wasn't too far off <laughs> what do you want me to tell you
0: <laughs> sure you might go i think you got mall right
2: got yeah, no <laughs> that's american
0: dreams right, mall of america
2: i eventually got to dream
0: that's true that's true really? yeah, yeah. hey
2: Connect the fucking
0: dots, man. Read between the goddamn lines, you know, man. Mean, when Connie's talking, figure it out. he speaks in code, but it's, it's, it's all there. The goddamn CSA.
3: <laughs> is it all there?
0: Oh, uh, man. All. Last, uh, last quick thing to, to touch on, I guess, before we wrap up is Bizarian's in the news again. Uh, okay. Once again, not for oh, good boy. reasons.
1: It never is.
0: He is being looked into by the SEC uh Knocking. his company Knocking. ignite seems to be potentially his
4: photo is hilarious
0: <laughs> <laughs> what is
4: in the bag look at his face like <laughs> what's he holding what, what? a snail
0: what is in the bag and is that the aria cage it looks like it <laughs> it really does look like it doesn't it it's not weed in
1: the bag i mean it says this cannabis uh, it definitely looks like the aria cage
0: yeah i don't know I mean, it could be. Uh, it looks like coins from where I'm sitting, but I'm far enough away. Uh, anyway, uh, it looks as though the Ontario Securities Commission, so basically the Canadian version of the SEC, uh, opened a. Mm, I want to get this right, but uh, they they launched an investigation, and the SEC was short to follow. Uh, so Ignite was launched in 2017 in Canada. Uh, under the Ignite International Brands LTD. Um, In July, they had announced that they were going to go from a publicly traded company to a private one. And it seems as though that provoked uh, these investigations. Um, In a court filing, SEC staff attorney Patricia Pace alleged possible violations of the anti-fraud provisions of the Federal Securities Law. That's a lot of big words. That
3: uh, a lot of words. A lot of uh, lot of com- not a lot of problem solving. I know what words. each
0: word means <laughs> individually. Thrown together, it sounds like a lot of legal speak to me. Yeah. Um, but basically, she's insinuating that they uncovered information uh, that indicates ignite may have filed public financial statements that include false or misleading representations mm. i'm guessing that means that they just cooked the books mm-hmm. that's usually uh what this case uh tends to be under armor went through something very similar two or three you're years projecting ago I that
1: your is worth more than it actually is
0: yeah so you're saying that it might 100x but it's
3: up to you but it might not actually be up to you
1: <laughs> well,
0: they were a publicly traded company, so cooking the books is uh, a direct violation, mm. as people are buying their stocks. Of course. Um, but yeah, their their stock, I believe, fell like. Stayed
4: private.
0: Well, they're going back to it now. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm actually kind of surprised that they're even still uh, a thing. To be honest. There's, um.
2: <laughs> there's another um cfo
0: that
4: uh oh, CSA. csa csa
2: that recently has C- got caught um well implicated into insider trading and for a fraud screen and he actually killed himself yesterday what the
0: bed bath
1: and, yeah, bed, bath and beyond, beyond guy jumped uh i think he jumped off a of bri- i don't know he jumped off of something
4: a building
1: yeah.
0: they also were cooking the books that was yeah.
2: the implication yep. Is that what it was? That's what. That's what apparently this article says. Well,
1: wasn't there? Was, were not they like becoming like a meme stock, and they were going up and down? I heard that. They <laughs> yeah. were, yeah. Yeah. So it was like shut, like it shut up and it shut way down. And I mean, I don't know what that would do for the CEO, but I'm sure it'd be stressful. Yeah. yeah.
0: I don't know, man.
2: Sounds like something's going on in the back walls.
0: What? What's happening right now? I don't
1: now? know. Is the audience hear that? I'm
0: just what on earth is
2: that a car
4: you hear something yeah i can't hear anything my headphones don't work
2: oh, i'm just watching but, you guys
4: react yo right?
3: that was wild that was weird we're hearing the ghosts of the office think, past. Think, think, i uh, wonder if the audience could hear that was that, was that, that the ceo of crazy. bed bath
4: and beyond it
0: might have been
3: i think
4: we're haunting being... us
3: oh fuck! who let the ghosts out
0: God. you know what it was i think i was, re- I was researching circle. bed bath and beyond and something probably came on
1: in the background yeah that oh, okay. right. <laughs> that's okay. fine it's the ghost of bb and
0: I liked it better whenever i thought it was a ghost yeah i, I could use a good haunting right now <laughs> i haven't been scared for you my think life you're
4: not already haunted
0: probably but <laughs> halloween will be I've here before
4: peace. you know
3: it, Burke. yo it's almost spooky season that's right mm-hmm
0: what kind of slutty costume are you gonna dress up in man? i know just a towel. Just a towel. i was yes. telling
4: landon i was scrolling on tiktok and i i realized there's a whole niche of guys who do thirst traps jump roping on there
1: and I was like, that's your niche. <laughs> oh my god wow, very wow. Sp- it's very you, uh rain
4: jump roping yeah. shirtless you can go on
1: amazon or the sexy land and they just send you a towel yeah <laughs> that's
0: the costume. i'm god. not uh, i'm not there yet man. i'm i'm totally here for uh the poker community doing the Mm landon for halloween just like everybody posting their (laughs) towel pics yes they're just like at a party in a towel with a phone holding up everybody's like what the fuck are you supposed to be or
2: just like Like, everybody hanging out in the living room and there's this one guy outside jump roping it's just like (laughs) we need the videos in the the towel
3: no, you can't. It's hard, to it's hard to jump. You, <laughs> you don't want to jump open a towel. It's yeah, jump a towel. Jump open Someone a towel asked scenes.
4: when there will be full size cutouts of Landon in the towel. Whoa. I think we should make that happen.
0: Got to make that happen. And, and then the- the- anytime he, anytime that he
1: that misses the show, we just put that in
0: place. Yeah. Yeah.
4: that should be easy to make. Put it in the yeah, merch store. super
0: easy. Uh, I think
4: watch it be the highest selling product in the merch store. It
0: probably <laughs> would ever. Be. I think maybe we could get a, a, a what are they called? fatheads? Head. Yeah, oh, a landin' fathead. Mm-hmm. Everybody needs one for their room. What's
4: yeah. a, fathead? Uh, a fathead? You know,
3: like the, when you go to if you went to a sports game and there's like a big blown up picture a bo- of somebody's face and like bobblehead. you can like hold it. Oh yeah, it. but
4: we need a full life size cutout with these, the full these body. Aren't, these
0: aren't cutouts; they're life size posters that you can just slap on your wall. Yeah. So it would just be like a a full cutout of landing. Yeah, we could do this like routinely. Like every three months, he posts an update. And we get a new towel I
3: did say a quarter can change your life, you know, so every quarter. Um, No, but we are going to do the towel calendar shoot for 2023
0: i'm excited for this yeah it's just you no january through <laughs> december
4: it's <laughs> not a just different fucking color me towel every month <laughs> i like that well it'd
3: be a different towel it's just and the same in, picture it's just w- the same picture every for month for
4: like december you're just wearing like a santa hat
3: on his dick yeah no. <laughs>
4: With the, <laughs> man, the, taking no. a selfie i
0: already had santa this. hat and mistletoe covering his dick
4: yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. i already had the santa hat picture man of like two and a half two uh, two years ago I was not happy in that picture. Uh, Christian's DR
4: Mamacita wants to know how much the actual towel is being sold for. Mm.
1: It's not the
4: actual sold. towel? That Cr- towel in Christian's the photo. Not
1: I'm wait. not selling that you towel. You could probably get a lot for that. Put washed? it on
4: eBay. We should do that. No, No,
1: well, no! don't wash it. We wash it. You has not washed anything. It's yeah. like a terrible towel. I
3: wash my clothes every, day, every other day. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, like, what's the word of, like, it's not by daily, right? Like, every other day. It's just, well, We'll put the towel in a oh. ziploc bag
0: and uh you're
3: not gonna take my towel yeah
4: we'll take first it. first of all it's, it's your towel, towel. <laughs> it's my <laughs> towel
0: let's get something straight it's mine now okay
4: so you can sell it I mean,
0: yeah. no it's mine now <clears throat> yeah we, we'll put, the we'll put it in another there.
1: revenue source for sulfur for y. That's right
0: i mean i i, it's it's I see a win-win here,
4: here. Are, we, are we gonna
1: partner with bed mm. bath and beyond <laughs> oh let's just auction oh. off all and stuff that that his yellow cut off you
4: want us to stay haunted yes it's spooky season we're just gonna raid his room and auction all his stuff off stop you're not stealing my shit <laughs> when, when you're gone in the alps or whatever wherever you're going I'm going to london we're going to take all your stuff and auction it off
1: you will certainly not that's do what that happens. i mean you know it's not what happens that's you know, what happens when you, you leave know what landon has the, obviously the most valuable thing he has that we can sell off
4: <laughs> the towel no
1: what is it what? Brian? Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
4: Oh, I got it. I got it. You're not, no. It's a, it's a toilet. card. I
3: got it. I got it. It's it. a
4: card. It's a card.
3: It's a card. It's not a tangible card. It
4: is a card. It's not tangible, but is it is a card. not tangible.
3: Yeah,
1: man. So Robert, that will man. be
4: up for option, auction. Option? Option. Uh, for you option. can place options. Once, <laughs> once we
1: auction that off, we'll have enough money to uh, start you the poker league. You may long
4: or short. the. This.
1: <laughs> you guys
2: can go to software. There will be House a side
4: uh, perp market for... <laughs> For Landon's V card, oh,
0: no, no.
4: Nah. That's that'll be the end of the month auction.
0: Don't <laughs> let him do this to you, man. <laughs> You're part of the problem.
4: <laughs> it's usually just him. I knew, knew exactly.
0: <laughs> I knew exactly what Lamanu was getting fucking at. And I didn't say a fucking word. That's because
4: I didn't the tortoise. That's because you knew we would say it. Yeah. Nope. No, nope. yeah, I, I know.
0: I'm not here for this.
4: this you
2: know, it comes so much stronger when it comes from the tortoise like that. I, yeah. I'm not here for this,
0: but I am. I am rooting for a small relapse where Landon gets chubby and has to take a towel pick again. Absolutely not. Fuck you. Why are you
4: rooting for <laughs> a, a fat Landon to come he'll, back? He'll
0: lose it again. But I, I want to see. I want to see that same towel pick. You know, plus 30 pounds. Absolutely not. not I can chance. Photoshop it. I can't it. even. Okay, that's fine. That, that is defamation of character.
4: <laughs> You're gonna sue me.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I want to see the towel bursting at the seams.
4: (laughs) I'm sure you do, What's wrong with you? I'm sure you do.
0: No. I want to... No.
3: End of the year year would be good. I think I can get to like 13% body fat by the end of the year. I call. I think it's possible. What do you think I am now? Okay,
4: make the bet now.
3: 22. You am 22? Maybe 24. Man, but but I'm going... (laughs)
4: Man. No, because I'm thinking about it. Thinking about, thinking
5: about, I'm, I'm, going,
0: I'm going to London for 12 days. I have to come back. Bro, you don't have enough muscle on your body to get to yeah. 13% unless you plan on not eating between now and the end of the year. I could do that
4: why do you want to just be a stick figure I
0: don't want to be a stick figure no you he do. does you, you do. do you, you really literally do, do.
3: Like, you want to be like, gaslight 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 we all
2: talk see it this. we
4: all see you talk about it you're yeah, eating really. habits you you know, like, I think I can get down to
2: 140 I, yeah. get down to 140. Like I think
0: 63. I can get
4: down to 85 pounds
0: every time every time we're like talking about like body types and stuff like that like I'm like I'm like fawning over like these really athletic builds where they're jacked and stuff like that and he's just like nah man nah I want to look like the machinist. <laughs> <laughs> That's a gaslight. That's a straight up gaslight. I'm trying to live off an apple and a cigarette a day. De- <laughs> definitely not. That sounds terrible. Uh,
4: it's, some, well, you Landon, you, tw- you need to address this. Someone uh, just said something that I know you'll be offended by. Why? are you, you <laughs> saying? Landon Depp has the craziest bush.
0: I no. <laughs> 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 Oh my no. god, we were literally talking about this today. We that's were
4: talking so about it on the way to the podcast. Nah, it's hair,
3: definitely red. Hair's disgusting. It's for I, sure red. All right, that's been enough, guys. <laughs> uh, welcome to the Only it, podcast, have, episode number them, no, one hundred no, and no, fourteen.
5: All right, guys, we'll, we'll see you.
3: We'll see you tomorrow. Peace.
5: The red was. You shaved
1: that shit. Leave me. Alone, yes, Landon's out Landon, here. Landon, I would yeah. like to apologize for where, where you this can meet went. the mics, by yeah. the way. Yeah, I tried to just make a, a light, lighthearted. I, know, I appreciate joke, and these guys took it to a whole nother this level. What it's worth,
4: he doesn't have a crazy bush. This is why you, you know, can't right. make jokes. I, you can't,
1: you really can't. I but apologize.
0: We were literally for it. talking about it on the way over here. I where like Landon, the humor. Landon, Landon's interested yeah. in a Brazilian. He's uh, see, where,
1: see where it's going.
4: You want just... to come with me to my laser hair removal appointment?
0: No, I'm good i Because
4: right. it might, you think because hair with... might come back in style or something? And
0: you... No, I mean.
3: <laughs> Can
4: <laughs> we fucking end this
3: here, want... We were talking, We were talking talk about
0: Brazilians on the way over here, and I was just like, see, you girls just, you just show up there, and they just lather up your vag and tear the fucking hair off, huh?
4: Yeah. They don't <laughs> lather it up.
0: Well, you know, with wax.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you that, just that, go spread, and, and you get sweaty because it's pain, really painful. Like sure. it's very painful. And I have a high pain tolerance. Like, tattoos I don't think are painful. A lot of stuff I don't think is painful, but that...
0: I, I, I have to tell you, we do not pay enough homage to these women no. for what they're going through. Like, I think we just, we, we just think it falls off or something. Like, that they yeah. show up this way. Yeah. It's like, can you imagine walking into a place of business... Not, not like a doctor's office. No, just a storefront.
4: It is a storefront. Just walking
0: yep. in, being greeted by some middle-aged woman going, "Here for the Brazilian?" You going, "Yep."
4: The okay, spread. They put <laughs> baby powder all over yep. you. Yep. Go ahead. Uh, go they... ahead.
0: Take your pants off. Throw your feet up in those stirrups over there. No stirrups. Well
4: there's no stirrups in my stirrups. head
0: there's stirrups no so there's I, not in, I, in reality if, if you gave me <laughs> there's a lot of things that goes on in his head that don't exist lot, in reality there's not in reality, in reality. There, there is
4: paper though like at the doctor's office if
0: you gave me a brozilian i'm gonna need the stirrups otherwise you're getting kicked in the head you
4: don't get stirrups how do they
0: prevent from getting kicked somebody's had to have kicked
4: you don't like hold your legs up you just kind of like f- flay them out
0: <laughs> you flay them
4: <laughs> you butterfly them
3: all right can we end the fucking podcast man
4: and then when they do the back part you lift you know they roll you back kind of yeah that's what i'm saying like i need a stirrup for that otherwise you're gonna (laughs) heal the back of the head you don't get stirrups that's only for the gynecologist when they're sticking medieval torture devices with no numbing up your Mm. hole and into your cervix and swirling around this death brush and Uh. then pulling out it's all bloody because they've ruined your cervix (laughs) oh just a bit of spotting and you're like oh my god i'm in so much pain meanwhile the vasectomy oh here's a numbing here's this you want a a nice magazine
0: Uh, listen i'm not trying to downplay everything you just said that sounds awful but for what Jamin described for the vasectomy this is fine
4: he said it was fine it's fine they're doing we a have to local go for surgery. routine Pap smears. They're doing a local surgery on your balls. Yeah, They're dude. Like... It was quick and painful. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Guapo. I can, I I can, can absolutely, absolutely, absolutely confirm. Right not that bad. Guappa, are you I would love Island? for yeah. you to experience like a gynecologist appointment. Uh, I,
0: <clears> that's just not possible. Well,
4: <sighs> make it happen.
0: Sure. Sure. <laughs> Sure. And the fucking show, man. Nah man, I, I want to keep this going. <laughs> the level of cringe that you're suffering through right now. <laughs> Wait, where's where's that clip from Twitch?
4: Oh, you can't handle the cringe.
0: <laughs> what? She, that was girl
4: mas- was doing, she was masterful.
0: She was so good. Uh that girl was doing a dating show. Oh, oh her. Cute bot. Um I thought I posted thought it maybe I only posted it to our friend group. Uh but there was, a, there was a meme afterwards where you were the... I'm sure there was. <laughs> <laughs> now in the show. Landon was in a towel. I have places to be. Landon was in a towel answering to the, to the lady, to the nice lady. All right, that's going to do it for us. Uh, we're going to be here tomorrow post-interview uh, between Ingram and Bryn Kenny. So uh, just stay tuned, I guess. Obviously start by watching the actual interview itself over at Joe Ingram 1. I believe that's his channel there he is right in the chat what a yeah. poppy uh so check that out that's gonna be at 2 p.m no 1 p.m uh pacific 3 p 4, 4 p.m eastern eastern yep, that's how did i get works. those times right i don't know i'm not positive i got those times right 1 no no i i know i got the conversion right i'm not positive that that's actually what time he goes live but anyway we'll, we'll figure it out uh hey matt is that this tuesday or next <laughs> tuesday because he did say next tuesday he did but he it's did tomorrow. say next
4: tuesday he did
0: say next tuesday but apparently i think that's tomorrow can
4: you put the date in the chat joey
0: unlike uh like what our friend andy believes to be true
4: this tuesday
0: this tuesday this tuesday well thing? he said next tuesday last tuesday so
2: <laughs> you guys are so <laughs> stupid
4: pedantic
0: fucks end the show
4: and, Nine, six, and he goes
0: why couldn't he just say tuesday <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh.
4: yo fire kids relax
2: oh, man.
4: Fire <laughs> that's not even the, the phrase all right guys
0: it's been a good one we'll see you tomorrow fire brunch,
2: i
4: know
0: okay all right so we will be live tomorrow post uh joey brin um probably look for us somewhere around 3 p.m pacific uh until then (laughs) bye you all stay hairless out there